I can truly say that I have looked forward to this day for a long time, Brother Kevin. I don't know when we planned or talked about me being here on this Sunday, but it's been several months. And uh, my thoughts of Buffalo Church is always very pleasant thoughts. And uh, it's good to see a good number out today. And um, I just pray the Lord would bless us to uh, be able to... uh, look away from the world for a little while and um, think about the things of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Brother Kevin was speaking. I, I want to get a couple of things handled here off of my mind. I thought about, uh, he, he said a while ago that you'll never forget what has happened. You can't erase that from your minds. It's uh, marked. There's many things that God marks our mind with, and there's reason for it. We need to remember many, many things. I'm sure the Apostle Paul never forgot his experience on the road to Damascus um, when he was cast down and saw a great light, you know, and said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Now, I thought about also a man that was born blind and... Jesus come along and healed him. And uh, the Pharisees went to Jesus and said, who sinned, him or his parents? The reason I want to bring this up is when disaster comes, our problems come to our life, we, the first thing we think, oh, well, what have I done wrong? You know, we do, don't we? What have, I, have I done something wrong? And that's a good thing to think about because God gives us things sometimes to bring us back to the way that he would have us go. I don't know why this flood came. I, I'm not going to try to even talk about that. But the man that was born blind, who, who sinned, him or his parents? Jesus says, neither one. You're asking the wrong question. He was born blind. Now listen to this. This man was born blind and he was on up in age so Jesus Christ could come by and give him his sight to the glory of God. Now, that's what we're here for. We, we might think that we're making some big mark in the world and we're here to uh, make a big mark, you know, and everybody's going to remember me when I'm gone. No, uh, we're trying to think of the Kentucky governor, the last Kentucky governor on the way over here and can't even remember him. This hadn't been very long, you know. I mean, these people make great big marks. Some of them you remember, but anyway, a tower fell on a bunch of people one time and killed them. And they, uh, and Jesus says, uh, "Do you think they were greater sinners than than you yourselves?" That's that's not why it fell. He said, "Except you repent, same thing will happen to you." So it was a, a lesson of repentance uh, that this tower fell and and destroyed some people. But anyway. I want to move on from that. So thankful to be here. And uh, I just trust that God would bless us for a little while to focus. Because, you know, uh, when you got something really troubling on your mind, and I, I will tell you that we've been traveling, uh, uh, but we've been thinking about you. We've been burdened with your burdens. and. We've been praying for you, and the church at Mount Moriah today has you on their prayer list. Uh, So 
we move on. And we we got to have something to hold on to that's not movable, that's not shifting and changing as the world does today. I want to begin by reading a ver- uh, uh, some scripture from Psalms 46. I, I'm probably not going to say much about this, but it just seems, it came to mind and I uh, couldn't get rid of it, so I want to share it with you. Psalms 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, we will not fear, though all this happens. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, Selah. Be still. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, folks. The Lord of hosts is with us. The the God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. My heart's desire and prayer to God today, this morning, is to reassure you that Jesus Christ cares about everything that's going on in your life. So my text this morning I'll take from 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Casting all your cares upon him for he careth for you. Casting all your care upon him. That word care means anxiety. For he careth for you. God don't have anxiety. So that word is different. That word means uh, he will ta- he takes care of. He's a caregiver. He's not anx- anx- uh, uh, distressed about it. This culture in general has a very dim view of God and his law today. They know very little about his attributes and his character. Uh, Most people today, even in the religious realm, only know one attribute of God, and that is that God is love. And that's a good attribute to know. He is a loving God, lest we would be destroyed off the face of the earth. But there are many more characters of God. There's little confidence in his power today in this culture. In his wisdom, his authority, people think I'm smart smart enough to make my own decisions. I don't need God to decide for me uh, whether I'm going to live in heaven or not. I'll make that choice of which I want to do. I'll decide how to rule in my life and run my life and, and I'll do it as I please, not as he pleases. Why, why would he be so rude as to force me to do something? What's happening here? I am God in that case. Mm. What about the grace of his salvation? 
Does he have the authority, the right, and the power to choose who will live in his heaven? I believe he does. I believe he does. He don't have the right to judge or to impose his will as he pleases. That's what the society thinks. Some thinks, some people think that he has not decreed to control the creation that he's created himself or that he's lost control of the creation. Therefore, he cannot control it. I, I, I really believe that a lot of people have this image of God as being some old gray-haired man sitting up in heaven that's lost control of his family and they've all just gone haywire. Everything's just gone haywire. I believe that's about the concept that a lot of people have. That's not the God of the Bible. Uh, God is in control of his creation. He moves in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. We don't always understand it. We don't know. I remember a member of our church one time asked a preacher that had come to preach a meeting for us, very intellectual man, uh, very knowledgeable of the scriptures. She said, why has my son died and I've got cancer all in the same year? I was very interested to hear his answer. He paused for a few minutes and he said, sister, I don't know. I thought, thank you for being honest. We don't know. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Come now and let us reason together. Now, Jesus cares. That's what I'm talking about. Remember that. Jesus cares. He cares about you. Isaiah 1 and 18. Come now let us reason together, saith the Lord, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Wow, come and let us reason together. How can that be? How can a, a clean thing come out of an unclean? How can that be? How can a sinner like me ever be white as snow without sin because Jesus cares God is warning Judah here in Isaiah and Israel about his judgment and the reasons of, uh, and uh, that he's uh, they will be judged and then he's going to show them his mercifulness and his grace and he will keep every promise that he's ever made them I want to move on to Isaiah 41 and 21. i get some foundation laid here maybe in a minute. Isaiah 41, 21. Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the king of Jacob. God's challenging Judah and Israel. You, you believe in these other gods? Uh, uh, produce your cause. Uh, let's see what he can do. What can your idol God do? The one you have to carry around because he can't move on his own. Uh, the one uh, that is dumb and just a piece of wood or stone or gold. Produce your cause for serving this idol. 
Isaiah 43:24. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with honey, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices, but thou hast made me to serve <clears throat> with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. Boy, that cuts into me, Brother Kevin. That cuts into me. I've worried the Lord with my sin. Bothered him. He's saying you've only done, done the minimum sacrifice. You brought the lean cattle. The fat was to be taken and burned as a sacrifice to the Lord. There was no lean there. No fat there. You just brought the lean, the sick, the maimed. <clears throat> Talking to Israel. Their iniquities so, were so many that he was weary with them. Isaiah 43:25. I, even I am he. Now get this. I, I, even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sin. Whoo. The world won't tell you that. That's one they'll keep from you. Because <clears throat> they want you to be sure you, uh, 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 you got to keep on working to try to get, uh, you know what, you can't pay for sin. You don't suffer for sin. You suffer because of sin. You can't, you can't pay a smithering of your sins. He says, but I will blot it out. Uh, that transgressions for, for my sake. You know, we, we get the idea that, oh, uh, God saved me so I can be happy. Uh, God uh, gave me grace and God showed me his kindness so I can be happy in this world. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Why should I be happy? I have nothing that I can offer God that would uh, uh, be a, uh, that require Him to reward me with happiness. Nothing. I cannot obligate God. I remember sitting around a break table at work a few years ago, and there was about three preachers there, and including myself. And one of the preachers said, "God owes me salvation." And you could have heard a pin drop. Even the other religions around there didn't believe that. We said, I said, why does God owe you salvation? He said, because I accepted him. Still, quiet as a mouse. Break was over and he come to me about an hour later and he said, and I, I said before we left, I said, uh, Brother, you need to think about what you just said. He came to me about an hour later and he said, You know, I misspoke. I misspoke. God don't owe me nothing. Nothing. I said, God bless you, brother. Glad you see that. But he says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake. For the glory of God. 
You want to know why we're here? To God's glory. It's God that makes the... Oh, he, he, I will not share my glory with another. Oh, uh, somebody wants to sing a, a special. <clears throat> somebody wants to play a special on the piano at church. And, and somebody wants to be recognized for their good deeds and all of the good things they've done. And they want to take the glory. Be careful. Lord, thine is the glory. And then he says, I will not remember thy sin. How can that be? We won't ever forget the flood, will we, that you had here. There's a lot of things in our life that we won't forget as long as we live here. There's a lot of sin in our life that we can't get rid of. Though we know God has forgiven us, he has given us an answer of a good conscience, and we know his forgiveness, but it left a scar on our soul. And every time we think about that sin or we look at that scar on our soul or it comes up before us, we remember what we did. And then we remember the blood of Christ that has forgiven it. Now, he says, I will not remember thy sin. I don't know where I'm... I've sort of got an outline here, but... I don't know if I'm going to stay with it, so come with me just a minute. I want to talk about justification. That's, that means doing away with sin in some ways. I think about Jesus Christ uh, on the cross, and the sun went dark. There was darkness for the space of three hours. I believe that sometime during that three hours of darkness, Jesus Christ made offering, sacrificial offering for our sin. He went before the very eternal judgment halls of God. He stood there with our sins and he says, Father, I have sacrificed. I have Come and done what you asked me to do. Eternal halls of justice. God the Father drops the gavel. Justified. You know what justified means? It means done away with to the point as if it never happened. We can't do that. We can't undo. God has put our sins as far as the east is from the west. The old priest would go into that holy place, the holiest of holies, and he would offer sacrifices for the sins of the people. Uh, he had two goats. Let me back up. He had two goats there. And one of them uh, uh, he would take and, and, and uh, uh, slit its throat or kill it and, and take the blood into the holy place and sprinkle it on the altar and on the uh, uh, mercy seat and all of the things that were in there. It was dark in there. He had to memorize what that place looked like because it was so dark he couldn't see. Jesus Christ went into three hours of darkness. We couldn't see him. And he offered for our sins. For then when the glory of God would appear in that holy place for that old priest, it would light up on the mercy seat saying, your sacrifice is accepted. That's what Jesus did for us. 
The old priest would come back out. He would lay his hands on the scapegoat and he would pray that God would send, put the sins of Israel on that scapegoat. And then they would lead that scapegoat out into the wilderness never to be seen again by humanity. My friends, Jesus Christ is our scapegoat. He took it and put it away. What does this verse say? I will not remember thy sin. Somebody says, oh, but there's going to be a great judgment day and you better be working trying to get ready for it. Uh, you, you're going to be answer, You're going to answer for every deed you've ever done in the flesh, every sin you've ever committed. And the whole world, all of humanity, going to be listening. i got a better story for you than that. Matthew 25. All the nations were called before him. He took the sheep. Here's the judgment. Separated the sheep from the goats. The, the, you know the sheep were the elect of God. The goats were those that were not chosen of God. The sheep he took up in his right hand. Jesus says, I paid for them. They're clean. They're mine. Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. But the others, he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. That's the judgment. If my sins are going to be brought up again in the judgment, I don't know what to do with some of these scriptures. I really don't. Now then, Isaiah 43, 26. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Now he said let us uh, come together and let us uh, uh, consider one another to, to uh, uh, reason together. Now he said let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. You still got something hanging over you about eternity? If today Jesus appeared to you, are you ready? I, I, I don't want to sound uh, like some others here, but <clears throat> would you be thrilled to hear the trumpet blow and see the face of Jesus Christ appear on this earth right now? Or is there something else you want to get done? Or is there something left undone? He says, Declare thou that thou mayest be justified in our hearts and souls and before the public that we might be justified. Have you borne testimony that you're clean inside and God has cleansed you, God's forgiven you, and you know in your heart? He said, Give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. Have you done that? He says, Baptism is not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. Have you got a good conscience on that? Are you ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ? No, we won't ever be ready. 
I'm telling you, when I hear that trumpet blow, though, I do hope I'll run out there in the yard and see if I can see him come. Don't you? Instead of going, like some of them wanted to run to the mountains and prayed that the rocks would fall on them. Oh, no, I don't want to be that in that group. Anyway, come on down, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Oh, Tennessee Ernie Ford sung that one. Come on down. God hadn't forgot his promise. He requires his people to witness, to admit that they're included in the promise, to remind themselves what God has told us to do. Then they would be, uh, then they would plead their cause in the sacrifice of Christ. You see? If I ever have to answer to God, I'm going to say, wait, wait, wait. Jesus paid my sin debt. God's going to know that now, you know. But I, I remember when I was a kid uh, that I would uh, go down to the little country store or the, in town, and Daddy would send me down there to get seed and fertilizer and feed and stuff. And I'd... I'd they didn't know me very well, but when I said, uh, I'm Skelly Farrell's son, they said, what do you want? What do you need? I'd give them the list, and they'd load the truck down and charge it to my dad. That's what God's children have to look forward to. That's what you're, looking, that's what you're experiencing right now. I want to talk about omniscience, and that's a big old word, but... It means God knows everything. I want to talk about that for a minute. We have no secrets from God. Scriptures make it clear that our thoughts, that God knows our thoughts. He knows the thoughts and intents of our heart are far off. No matter what we're doing, He knows right now what you're thinking about. He knows what I'm thinking about on the, uh, the side tracks of my life, my mind. Matthew 10, 30 says, but every hair of your head are all numbered. Psalms 139 and 1. Thou hast searched me. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sittings Thou knowest my downsettings and mine uprisings. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Do you think we need the mercy of God? Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset. That word beset means confined and secured. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. I don't mind being beset of the Lord, do you? The devil told God that you've hedged old Job about and I can't get to him. If you let me at him, he'll deny you. God said, Job, you can have him, but you will not touch his life. 
Oh, you know the suffering that Job endured for the glory of God. Aren't you glad the book of Job is in the scriptures? Oh, I love to go read about this dear brother that he was wealthy. People came to him and sought his wisdom and because he was declared to be a righteous man. And people wanted to know he was wealthy. He had a lot of, a lot of children. God said, Satan, have you considered, where you been? Yeah, where you been? I've been going to and fro up and down the earth seeking whom I may devour. That's exactly what he's doing. That's all he knows how to do. All he wants to know to do, uh, to do is to destroy. To destroy. He wants to destroy you and me. Uh, uh, Simon, Satan has desired thee that he might sift thee as wheat. He's desired you and me that we might be sifted as wheat. You know what happens when you sift wheat? You find out how much trash is in it. Man, I hope I don't get sifted and everybody see the trash that's in me. But I have prayed for thee, Jesus says. John 17, I just want you to know you're included. Jesus cares. John 17, he says, uh, I pray not for the world, but for those thou hast given me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou givest them me. I prayed for them. He said, don't take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil. Not only the disciples there, but those that come after you. I'm praying for them too. Jesus cares. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high. I cannot attain unto it. I can't get my mind around how God uh, could guard and protect me in the evil all around me in my living room on my TV uh, on the highways with all the traffic uh, and some people uh, uh, probably on drugs or something out there driving and we're going at high speeds and we just got back from a long trip to Virginia and back. God was with us all the way. Brought us here today. He beset us. Thank you, Lord, for hedging us about. Such knowledge, I can't understand that. No, I, I don't know how he does that. It's too high. I cannot attain to it. But how comforted it is to know that God knows us. Not just by name, but he knows all about us. He knows our sins. He knows the spirit of Christ within our hearts. Uh, he knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're doing. He knows all about us. To realize God knows what we're thinking, uh, not to mention what we're doing or have done, which may cause us to feel so ashamed. Some even question if God can forgive them uh, for their terrible life. I want to tell you another experience. If I've told you some of these, please forgive me. I, 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 this, this is how it's been. 
On a break in Goodyear once again at work, young boys come in. He had had alcohol problems, and he's trying to overcome that. Come in one morning, come into the break room, the head down. I could tell he was in terrible shape. I said, Brother Ken, what's the matter? Me and him had talked about the Lord a lot. He said, I've decided that I just don't think God can forgive me for all I've done. I said, Brother, I want to tell you what good news that is. If you realize your sin and you, you're such a sinner that God can't even forgive you, you're in a good place. That's right. He just don't know. Right. He said, let me tell you now about the mercy of our God. I thought we was going to get in trouble for staying in the break room too long, but we sure had some good fellowship. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There's no other God that can know the secrets of your heart. Even Satan himself can't know that. Satan is not omnipotent. He, he can't be everywhere at the same time. You know that? He can't do it. He got little minions all over the place working for him. But he can't be everywhere. I've often noticed that when I give a testimony or I tell how good God's been to me and God blesses me, maybe God blesses me to preach. I think old Satan hears that. And then he gets over here and starts saying, you the best. You the best. I mean... Uh, then people just don't appreciate you enough. Then I get the kind of feeling uppity and then I fail. I can't preach nothing. And he sits over here and he says, you might as well quit. You ain't worth nothing. Anyway. <clears throat> All he's good for is to draw us away from the Lord. Thou, Lord, knowest when I sit down in despair. God knows that. He knows what. Well, you know, you ever felt like that nobody understands your condition? I've had so many people tell me, and I've been there too. Nobody understands. I'm in this world by myself. Ain't nobody ever had it as bad as I got it. And when I get sick, Brother Kevin, I'm the sickest dude you've ever seen, even though somebody else has had what I got. But I'm sicker than they were. You know, I'm, and I get down and out. And God knows when we sit down in despair. He knows when we're in fear. He knows when we're afraid. He knows when we're confused and discouraged. He knows. He knows when we rise up in joy and happiness. He knows when we have a great blessing. And again, he directs us when we're happy and when we're sorrowful. You know, when you get real happy, you're liable to make some foolish decisions. You think you got the world by the tail. Then you get all down and out and you think you can't do nothing, right? God knows all about it. Thou understandest my thoughts. Even when I can't organize my thoughts myself. 
You know, that's why we have a mediator between God and man. That's why Jesus said, I must go away, uh, that the comforter will come. And when he's come, he'll teach you all things I've said and done. We, we got to have a days, man. We got to have a go-between between us and God. Jesus Christ is that. And he cares. He knows that I can't organize my thoughts well enough to pray and ask for the right things. He tells the Father what I really need. Thou knowest when I sit in the seat of the scornful, Psalms 1, or standeth in the way of the sinners. Thou knowest when I rise up in pride and walk in my own strength as if I don't need God. He knows all about that. God knows when we lay down to sleep. I want to talk about that just a minute. My meditation, I've been thinking about that. You know, it's awfully hard. Uh, now, my wife is a good driver. But when she's driving, I'm a little uncomfortable because I'm not in control, right? Or anybody else, not just her, but I want to be in control. Do you realize that when you lay down to go to sleep, that you have to relinquish every ounce of control because you're completely out. You gotta trust God that you'll wake up in the morning. You don't have a, you've got to give that. I, 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 this morning I was meditating on this and I thought about it when I was a kid. Uh, I lay me down, now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord to safely keep. You know, and I can't remember the rest of it, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, even as a kid, I was taught that. How, you know what? I have been blessed to lay down on a battlefield and go to sleep. Not knowing if I'd wake up or not. Folks, that's the God we serve, and Jesus cares. Thou knowest the words in my tongue that hadn't even been spoken yet. If Jesus, he just hugs us up in his arms and hedges us about and keeps us by his love and mercy and grace. When we try to comprehend God, our little minds just go to infinity. We can't, uh, we can't comprehend it in that. When we think about the infinite wisdom of God, infinite wisdom. He knows the end from the beginning. Man, I don't even know five minutes, two minutes from now. God knows the end of time. He knows the end of the world. He knows how it's all going to come, come to the end. He knows who's going to be in heaven who's not. Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Now, predestination didn't happen because God, because of God's foreknowledge. Salvation did not occur because of God's foreknowledge. He didn't make his choices because he looked down through time and saw what a good guy or a good gal you would be. No. 
whom he did for love, he also did predestinate. How did he for love me? How did he love me before the foundation of the world? I don't know. I can't comprehend it. We look at his omnipresence. Look at, uh, I want to go to Psalms 139, verse 7. <clears throat> omnipresence, he's everywhere at the same time. Nothing escapes God. Psalms 139, verse 7. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I free, flee from thy presence? If I sin, ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. So we observe the Spirit of God who is everywhere present. Not that we would uh, want to get away from him or escape from him, but to show he is always with us. When our sinful nature comes knocking on our, the door of our heart and bleeding us away uh, from God, and we think that we can hide from God and get away with just this one little sin, this one little lust. Let me just fulfill this lust. Lord, don't look for a minute. That won't happen. Don't happen. As we consider this theme of our thoughts, God sits aloft in heaven, the most high heaven, where we can see through faith the very throne of God. There he knows our thoughts and intents of our heart. If we turn our thoughts to the other extreme and consider the lowest parts of the earth, even the grave uh, of those who have gone on before us, there we see a vigilant Christ Standing guard over that grave, that body will come forth in the resurrection. When we worship and the angels behold our sinfulness and then our repentance and then our worship of our great God, they or even amazed that a sinful creature made out of dirt from the earth could worship and praise a thrice holy God. Even they are amazed. They're eternal creatures. And if I wonder to the lowest pits of sin in this earth, even I cannot escape the Lord. I was asked a while back, did Jesus go to hell? I want to tell you something, my friends. Jesus Christ lives in the hearts and lives and souls of his people. Wherever we go, Jesus Christ is there. We take him to those low places. Yes, he's there. And yes, he could go to hell if he wanted to and do whatever he wanted to without sin. But... That's kind of silly to think. Anyway, that, let me move on from that. Uh, Psalms 139, verse 11. If I say, surely darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Men love darkness rather than light. You remember over there in Egypt when uh, 
the, the problems were going on there and it was so dark at midnight that they said they could feel the darkness. But Jesus could see just as clear as day. God could see just as clear his way and his children that the night about him was light in God's eyes. Yea, the, verse 12, Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. Oh, is he above us or what? For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. This is David. He knew a whole lot about how we come into this world. Uh, he says, As, when I was hidden in afflictions, uh, when I was possessed, uh, when I was in my mother's womb, uh, every part of me was framed and put together by the very uh, working of the Holy Spirit of God, God himself framing this body in the womb before I even had a clue of anything, before there was even a thought process. He knows the things of the heart, even in the womb. When I had no ability to think on my own, Verse 14, I will praise thee for I am fearful and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. Don't you know, think that David knew more about abortion and, and birth and life and death than we do today and our, all of our major scientists uh, trying to figure out how to uh, make life David knew exactly how it come about. God put it together. He said, God knows right well. My substance, verse 15, was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. I'm telling you, folks, Jesus cares because he made you. He cares. Mine Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which is con in continuance were fashioned, even as yet there was none of them. You lose an arm or a leg or a part of your body, he knows it, and it'll be put back on. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Now, let's see. Now, come with me a minute. Are we willing to pray this prayer? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in, way, in the way everlasting. Can we honestly pray that prayer? I do too, Brother Kevin. I have given a solid effort. But whether... I can truly go to the Lord and say, search me and try me. I just want to do share, I got two minutes. I want to share one other experience. I had a preacher one time that talked me into praying that God would show me my sin. This might be another one I've told you, I don't know. Uh, and I actually did that. I was a very young Christian and I didn't really understand what I was doing and I prayed God would show me my sin. 
at 2 a.m. sitting in the middle of the bed with my wife holding on to me. I thought I was going to lose my mind because my sin was too great. God brought me through it. I've never asked God to show me all my sin at one time anymore. I truly experienced that many years ago. Now, Jesus cares. Whatever your problems are today, take it to the Lord in prayer. Jesus knows our every weakness. He knows our every trial. He knows our downsettings. He knows our despondencies. He knows our joys and happiness. He will guide you with his eye. May God richly bless you is my prayer. And I've enjoyed being here. I hope you have. May God bless you. It's coming weeks.